and welcome to the For Her Empire podcast. I'm your host, Abby Walcher. And in this podcast, we address the personal and the business issues that female entrepreneurs face in their day-to-day lives. My guest today is Deidre Shien. Ha! Got it right. She's <laughs> <laughs> the founder of Growth Boss. And today is actually quite an interesting topic that, that we tend to ask a lot, which is how to actually build your audience when you're just starting your e-commerce business. Now, um, although Deidre will be talking about e-commerce businesses, I'm sure there are a few things that we can pick up for other business types. Okay, so I almost butchered your name. Let's, let's have you pronounce your name the right way and like tell us more about it. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Um, my, my name is not, you know, to be fair, it's not the easiest to pronounce. So. Uh, you can probably tell from my accent, I'm not actually from the States, I'm in, um, I'm from Australia. And so the way, so we pronounce my name Deidre, um, and that's how my parents pronounce it as well. Um, but over here in the States, since I've moved over, um, I've been being, I've been used to being called Deidre. That's how they, <laughs> that's my name, Deidre. Yeah. So, so it's not just you, it's not, you know, it is, it's yeah, not an easy effort in this, okay? I, yeah. into this. I was this close. <laughs> um, yes, thank you so much, um, Abigail. So I guess a little bit about me. Um, I started my first business over eight years ago now. It's crazy how time flies. Um, it was actually hospitality. So I have um, brick, brick and mortar businesses in Sydney still running. Um, so dessert bars and re- burger restaurants. Um, and sort of, you know, fast forward, I've, you know, in, in the meantime, I've started a fashion tech business, um, my own e-commerce business, <laughs> um, a sort of digital media agency. And now here I am <laughs> um, coaching, you know, e-commerce entrepreneurs, uh, how to essentially find, convert their audience and, you know, grow their businesses. Um, and really the, the core of my strategy is around how do you do it using the power of human connection, tribe building and sales funnels. That's kind of, you know, really the core that I found, especially for businesses um, who are just starting, like that is really the main pillars that they need to be leveraging. Um, human connection, tribe building and sales funnels is incredibly important. So let me go into a little bit about what that means. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so I know that, and I, I'm going to be sort of de- like, probably been a bit contrary in some of my, my thoughts because I know that because I've spoken to so many e-commerce business owners and I know that one of the reasons why some people might go into e-commerce is because it's like, well, all I have to do is set up is have a bunch of products, set up my online store and then that's it, right? Like maybe run some ads, but I don't have to think about being the face of it. I don't have to think about going out and actually finding my audience. I don't have to connect with people. And Unfortunately, I'm kind of here to say that you do, <laughs> you know, I, and I know cause I'm a classic introvert. I, um, I <laughs> also struggle with <laughs> that stuff. Like, ugh, exhausting. <laughs> exactly. Like, I'm just like, can you just leave me alone? I'm just going to be in my cave, you know, doing my thing. <laughs> um, you but, but, Exactly. But um, unfortunately, I had to learn to also myself come out of my own shell because connecting with, you know, we are all as humans, no matter how introverted or extroverted we are, uh, fundamentally, we need connection. That's that's what makes us human. Um, and so that's also how it works in business is that we also have to, um, we have to make that connection 
with our customers, with our audience, especially when we are brand new business. Like, yes, you know, you look at a Sephora or whatever, and they're massive brands, like they're big brands. But what they don't tell you is when they first started as well, they also had to, you know, connect, they had to find their audience almost individually and connect with them. You know, I was listening to this, um, another podcast and it had um, the, the founders of Airbnb on and they were talking about their first journey and they were, were literally um, reaching out to renters on Craigslist you know, and trying to, you know, and so it, it, like, it's that connection that I think we just, we, we see ourselves from where we're starting and we see the vision of where we want to be, which is like this big brand. And we forget that they're actually in the meantime, there are things that we have to do like connect with our audience and actually make sure that we're solving either solving a problem for them or that we're helping them reach an aspiration. So either way, we're getting them to a result, to an after point. Um, and I think that's the thing, like we very easily forget that that's what we're here to do as business as business owners, um, connect with our audience around that, around the result that we're trying to get them there and then therefore be able to sell. Um, I, I, I don't, I'm going to use the word sell, but I don't mean in like the salesy way, but selling more in like that we're going to, I guess, arm them with what the, it is they need, which is our product to be able to get them to that, um, that after point. So I think, you know, and, and I think a lot of like, that's, that's not something that really gets spoken about a lot. You know, <laughs> what gets spoken about is like, yeah, just run some ads and you know, your, your products will start selling and that just doesn't. And I, again, I spoke to a lot of um, e-commerce business owners and running ads is not going to be, the solution to your problems, especially when you have no audience. When you have no audience to start with, running ads is going to cost a lot, a lot of money for you to, to find any, any, get any results from. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of like the human connection side is like, how do you show up for your audience? Um, and I'm a big, big um, advocate for lives, for videos, for like actually showing your face, for telling your story, um, you know, for being transparent and authentic um, because that's what people buy. Um, they don't, you know, yes, they, they, they might come across you because of the, the, your product or thing they're selling that, you, that you're selling, but they're going to stay with you because of you, because of their relationship with you. That's, that's fundamentally how we, how we start as, as, uh, you know, brand new businesses. Um, and then, you know, tribe building is all about, you know, how do you start to, you know, when you look at people who don't, who start building a tribe and they're not in it because they, they're a business or they've, um, they have something to sell. So you look at classic influencers and, and people who have just had something to share. They just wanted to share, you know, their story, their experiences with the world. And for, off the back of that, they built a tribe. Um, and when you can do that really well, like really successfully, then when they plug a product in, that's when you hear those success stories of like, oh, those, that product sold out in like, you know, <laughs> however, however long. It's because they've already built a tribe, right? Whereas um, I think with a lot of us businesses, we, we're going about it like kind of from the opposite end where we've, we've got something that we want to sell. And now it's like, we need, we, what, I, what I'm trying to tell all of, um, definitely my clients um, is you now need, you need to build a tribe. Um, and I don't mean build a tribe around your product. I don't mean build a tribe just being followers on your page. I mean, build a true tribe where you are adding value to them and where they can add value to each other. And I think that's the thing, the piece that's missing is because, you know, we sometimes see our Instagram page as, oh, aren't we building a tribe or building a community there? And it's like, well, kind of, you're building a follower, following, um, you're having them potentially engage with you. It's like one way, you know, one, one to uh, like one way engagement, 
but they're not able to actually engage with each other. And when to build a community or to build a tribe, that's actually the key. The key, that's the glue, right? Is like what makes them sticky, what gives them that intangible value that only you can provide is when they can actually connect with other like-minded people um, around a common goal thing, like results, you know, um, which happens to be the the tribe that you're building. Um, And so what I actually really like Facebook groups for this um, because it's right now the best and and probably in my mind, the only platform where they not only can um, engage and communicate with you, but they can engage with each other. Um, And that intangible value, that, further human connection that you're actually providing for them that's actually what makes what um what makes them even stickier to you and and seeing you as the leader that you know they need to follow <laughs> that they need yeah, to engage with so getting it it's not just this um one way thing of you talking to me or me talking back yeah. to you it's that there are people yeah. around me and even if i don't not say anything i can see a conversation going on even if i'm lurking or something exactly 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 and that's the power and that's really you know and then when we relate it to business and how does that actually help you you know when when people are having conversations and they're having conversations in your um in your world there is definitely definitely without doubt going to be social proof that comes in that right because people are going to and i've seen this happen in uh, in some of our clients um in some of my clients groups is like you know someone will post about the fact that they got their 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 delivery or you know product um and that's all they shared it's like it's just a photo of you know the thing that they got and then even under that it's like all this social proof around oh i got that too isn't it great or i tried oh i need to try this like would you, do you recommend it and there's this conversation that's happening among like you don't even have to be involved at that, at that point but there's this awesome conversation that happens around your thing um and that is such powerful advocacy that's such powerful social proof that is actually what's going to continue to to create your brand to really have that snowball effect that really makes your brand blow up so um that's actually the part that i'm really excited about in building that community but like what happens like um i know um lots lots of people just like you advocate for going live and um doing some videos just so you yourself there is a person behind the brand an actual Mm. human being behind it so what happens if you're if you're more the introverted type and you cannot do live scots type maybe because oh that's exhausting. <laughs> so what do you do then? Um, if because because you're exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> it's like people is exhausted. <laughs> um, yeah. So look, there you know, like a live is is one way of doing it, and I definitely advocate for that because, as you said, you want to show up for your audience. You want to show them, you know, the face behind it. Um, if you know for whatever reason like a live is not possible then how are other ways that you can show up for your audience so things like you know obviously posting um like photos of your of yourself of your of your of your life um uh even if you could do a pre-recorded video like that something like that could work um depending on you know if you have the time or not um you know doing sort of long form posts almost blog like um that actually gives the insight so something that you were going to be going live about but doing it in sort of long form way, like a, like a blog post, a blog style post, um, you know, could work, but like there is nothing more powerful than a live because when you can go live, um, then you have people that can interact with you. Right. So they can like be commenting, they can be asking questions as you're, as you're actually live and you can actually respond to them and have that conversation with them in real time. Um, so there's actually nothing that can replace that as, 
like in a, in a powerful way where, cause the thing too, is that when you can do that, they feel seen and heard, which is awesome. Right? Like cause when you're, when, when you're live and you know, you're, you're on this platform and you're saying you're calling people out, you're like, Oh yeah, Sarah, great question. You know, this is the answer. Like just hear them hearing their name like that makes it, it's like this, this thing again, as humans, like, you know, we, we talk about like, um, by psychology, psychology about wanting to be seen, being heard, feel special. Like that is just so powerful um, that you know you can't really get in in any other in other form. And so when I say going live, like I don't even you just have to be long. It can be ten minutes. It can be fifteen minutes. Um, you know. But I think that if you can make the commitment to show up for your audience, then um, the more that you can do that, the more that they'll show up for you. Um, I'm a big believer in that. So you know, we we just want to try to be consistent with that as much as possible. So let, here's an example. Let's say um, I am Abby, and Abby has just started a new e-commerce business selling, I don't know, flip-flops? <laughs> Abby's selling something online. And so she's just starting out. She has like zero, zero, and she knows she needs to connect with her audience. She needs to go live once in a while. She needs to post about herself to really show that humanness of her. But it doesn't change the mm. fact that Abby started out at zero, zero followers, zero audience, zero everything. So what does she do to, to build that audience? Yeah. So I think this is where um, it comes into, I, I kind of touched on this a little bit with like, you need to actually A, work out, have a hypothesis about who they are, right? So what is the thing that defines that audience for you? So who is, who are the people who buy split flops? Um, um, on, online, like, right. And then, and then you have to go find them. Yeah. Well, it could be, and then, or it could be like travelers. It could like, you know, people who, um, or like, you know, college students, if you, you know, they, cause they usually have shared, um, bathroom stuff, like maybe that, you know, so whatever that, that, yeah, I know. Right? But yeah. Um, so whatever, whatever that is, like, you just have to have a hypothesis around who they are and then where are they hanging out? And, so a lot of times, you know, Instagram and Facebook are always going to be the biggest platforms because right now they have like, you know, over 2 billion people on there. Um, and, you know, finding them in other groups, finding them by hashtags on, on Instagram, you know, go out, find them and then actually reach out to them. And and this might seem like it's hell, it's hella scary. I'm not going to like lie about that, you know, just reaching out randomly to someone's call. I saw flip um, But if you, Sorry? <laughs> Like just go like, hi, I saw flip flops. <laughs> well, no, no. So we definitely don't want to be just dropping, you know, we don't want to be spammy and just say like, here, buy this thing. <laughs> but I think it's just about, it's genuinely just about having a conversation, right? And just finding out um, what it is that, you know, they're like, how do we lead that conversation to a point where we can find out, A, are they going to be a good buy? Like, are they actually in the market for flip flops? Like, is this actually a t like a, you know, someone that we think could be um, a good customer of ours or a good buyer of ours. Or if they're not, then that's cool. You might maybe made a new friend, right? Which is awesome. <laughs> um, but, yeah. But either way, like really what a conversation is trying to do is, um, is to get to a point where um, you are honing in on, are they actually, is this actually your audience? Like you've made a hypothesis at the beginning that this is your audience. And a lot of people, I think, why they get frustrated about their business not taking off is because they've just assumed that this hypothesis is true, right? Like a hypothesis equals fact, which a lot of times is not actually the case. Yeah. Um, a hypothesis is, is all that it is. It's a hypothesis. And so you need just to, you need to prove it. You're not sure of it. Yet. Exactly. 
Exactly. And so all you're doing in these conversations is that you're finding ways to prove it or disprove it. Um, so if you can prove it in the sense of like, yep, they're like, oh, I love flip flops. Yes. Send me like, <laughs> send me that link, you know, I, I want to buy it. Then awesome. Okay. Then you've got more data points. You've got proof that this is your audience or alternatively, if they're just like, not, nah, you know, um, our dorms are always super clean. I don't know, whatever. Or like, you know, I don't believe in flip flops to go on the beach or whatever it is. Then it's kind of like, okay, you're starting to get these data points again, that maybe this isn't your audience. So then what's another way that, how else can you test it? Um, now this sounds like, uh, like it does take a bit of time. Um, I'm not going to lie, but when we get leads, like when we want to, you know, go out and, and actually find and the people that are going to be our buyers, we have to pay for them. We, have, we either pay for them with our time or with our money, right? Either way we're paying for them. Yeah. And I know that a lot of new businesses don't have the money. You don't have, don't have the funds to be. And when I say the money, I'm talking about like thousands of dollars that you're going to have to spend. If you have no audience, in ads just to find your audience with ads, right? You're going to have to spend thousands of dollars to do that. Um, so if you don't have that money, then you're going to have to spend your time. You're going to have to pay for your time. And this is how you do it. Um, you have to go out and you have to actually find them. Once you start getting them in and, and getting the, that, that ball rolling and you're starting to build a little bit of audience, like, you know, 50 to 100 people, then putting ads, then putting money behind that becomes a lot more cost effective because you actually have an audience. You actually know now, A, what their interests are. You, you can build lookalike audiences off them. Like it's that much more powerful when you actually have done the work up front to ensure that you have the right audience to target. Um, does that kind of make sense? Yeah, like, no, it makes think? sense. I, I mostly like the part about um, having a clear idea of who they are so you can target them because I mm. tend to run lead ads and I sort of um, target very specifically particular mm particular location a particular um, um, employment like work title yeah have yeah. phrase in their in, in their work title um, a yeah. particular income level as well so I tend to like be very segmented I, I also make sure that you at least an admin in a Facebook page as well yeah 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 and you, you have your page and you're an admin so yeah I, I like, like very specific on who exactly yeah. I want to see yeah and just, exactly and just running a general ad on anybody that tends to be very expensive because one you don't know if this is just like a passing interest of theirs or if it's something that you can make recurring money from um you don't know if yeah. they've already purchased that stuff and so they're no longer interested in it you don't know if they're looking for it for themselves or for somebody else um mm. you don't know if they're if they plan to actually buy something or if they just scrolling through things so it helps to know who exactly if i get in the mindset yeah. they are in and that they're actually gonna put down money to buy stuff from you mm. yeah 100 percent. yeah and you know it's kind of it's it's even more like i think i'm guessing you target businesses which is why you're targeting like the yeah um, and that's like you know like to be honest like you know targeting businesses because you have those things like you know they're, they're most likely gonna be admin of groups and things like that um makes it a lot easier whereas when you're we think about when you're in an e-commerce business and like literally you're probably like anyone could like if you're selling flip flops like anyone could be my customer <laughs> like how do you talk about that <laughs> uh, I, I guess i can i can think of one like i'm a big um k-pop fan and then at some point i had the idea of starting like a k-pop merch shop 
just okay. yeah. not because I want to start up groups, but just so I wanted to find people who like a specific yeah. group so I could talk to you without feeling awkward. Yeah, yeah. And see, like the great thing about that is like you might have, you know, a business and maybe you should do this, right? You might you might have an inkling of a business idea in mind. And rather than going ahead and just building that business, like why don't you just go ahead and build that community first? Just go and set up that group, start this, you know, nerds alike. <laughs> This, this community where you can be completely feel completely safe to be totally to totally geek out on k-pop and then maybe and then like once you find out what it is that they more and more want or after then you can actually build a bit like then you can actually build product or like you know start selling products like i would actually highly recommend that that is the way that you should do it <laughs> rather than okay well i have my merch now and, and i need to sell it because i like i need to sell it um Anybody and then related to this to this particular K-pop group, come back to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, so I maybe you should just go ahead and do that. Just go ahead and stop your hobby. Gonna take so much time. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah. So I don't even remember what we were talking about. But <laughs> Audience, ads. Okay. Spend money like that. Ads. Yeah. Oh, finding finding your audience. Yeah. So so that's kind of like that's kind of why I say. You know, like fundamentally, I always go back to you either need to, for any leads, leads in any business, you need to pay your time, pay your money. Um, if you have a lot of money, then awesome. Like, go go ahead, find out how to, <laughs> find out how to run ads. Yep, go do that. Um, but if you don't have money, a lot of money, like, again, a lot of new businesses, then it, yeah, you're going to have to pay your time. You're going to have to find them. Um, just make sure that, you know, make sure that you dial in your audience and then from there, then you can put money behind it in terms of that. So that's that's my my one big um, recommendation, my one big tip. So like you have several businesses. You have the restaurant, you have the fashion, and now you're doing the coaching part. And so let's say um, let's do scenarios. One, I have the money to run the ad, so I don't have the money, but I have the time. So I'm going to like um, let's say use Instagram and find people who. Um, or the specific hashtag and then connect with them. How exactly do you connect with them without being a creep? Like, because I am, I'm like human interaction. What are like, hi, Abby, blah. <laughs> yeah. And look, not everyone's going to be receptive to it. So like everything else, it is a bit of a volume game. Um, you know, you're going to send out like a hundred messages, let's say, and only, you know, 10 are going to go back to me. Like, you know, and so, and, but it's like everything, right? It's the same with, with ads. Like, ads are going to be surfaced to a hundred people, but only like 10 of them are actually going to click on it. Yeah. Like, so it's, so with everything, it is a volume game. Um, I think the hardest thing with organic outreach is that you feel a personal rejection sometimes like ads is easy because it's kind of like, well, I don't know who it's going to. I don't know who's not clicking on my ad. I don't know. Like you don't, <laughs> yeah, like you don't, you don't see that. Right. Whereas when you're doing organic outreach, like you're, you're, you know, you send the message and they, they maybe seen it and I'm just like ghosting you. Oh, like just yeah. Um, and that's okay. That's okay because again, they're not they're not your they're not your buyers or at least your initial buyers. They're not going to be your um, you know, you might retarget them at some point once you have the money behind ads if they're still in your your core audience. But um, but they're just not going to be your um your fast moving buyers right buyers? now. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and but and that's okay. That's totally okay. Um. You really just want to be able to have conversations with people who are happy to have conversations um, with you and, and, and share with you. Because really, this is data, right? This is actual, actually really valuable data that you're getting back from them. 
Um, so in terms of like not sounding like a creep, <laughs> it's just, it's just approach a conversation like you would um, like a, a normal human being, like a normal person. What does a normal human being mean? <laughs> social anxiety, like, oh my God, what are I going to say? <laughs> Yeah, like fine. Yeah, I mean, I think that the the key to any kind of um, whatever conversation you're having, whether it's a sales conversation, whether it's a um, even a conversation with a friend, whether you're at a networking event, whether whatever conversation that you're having, it's always going to be based on building rapport. Like that is the one key that I think sometimes we and we we sometimes forget. I feel. Um, and what building rapport means is that you take away the fact that you're trying to get an outcome of it like take that away and just find a common ground that you can connect with this person on um and then from there you know you just have enough conversation to a find out more about them and then b eventually maybe if if the if the um the information you're finding out about them leads them down to down a path where you they seem like a right buyer for you then awesome then you can start to you know open that um that that lane up or that pathway up but really you just start you start a conversation and i actually start I do sales calls and um, the one thing that I've started going into sales calls with isn't necessarily to get a sale out of it, but it's just like the question I'm asking myself is more like, I wonder what this person's about. I wonder what this person's about. And once you start asking your, that question in your own mind, then it takes away the, the pressure, the expectation, and you just genuinely want to find out about them. And that's what building rapport is, right? It's, it's just connecting on, uh, on some common ground and then you just want to find out more about them. Um, and so really that's how we should be going into these conversations. And then if you get to a point where you, you know, what you find out about them is that they love lip flops <laughs> and they can't get enough of them and they're actually in the market for, for a new pair, then awesome. It's like, hey, you know, I don't know if you need this, but I actually sell them. Um, you know, is, would it be of interest to you? Are you in the market for them um, right now? And if they're like, yep, yeah, then awesome. Um, here's my link. I'm happy to answer any question, whatever. If they're not, then it's like, cool, okay. Um, you know, it, like, and then maybe you can even ask them, depending on what it is, like you could ask them why, you can get feedback, you can, you know, all these things. But, but you know, because you've built rapport up front, it's totally cool to then ask them these questions, get feedback, get, you know, and it's such valuable data that we just don't sometimes bother with because, I don't know, we just think that we have all the answers when we, <laughs> when we, when we start our business, you know. <laughs> Yeah, it does. It's hard. It's the hardest, one of the hardest things to get going with. Um, but I can guarantee you that once you get started and like, you know, you get into it, it's, it's like, any, it's like exercising any muscle, right? This is a brand new thing that you know you're you're um trying to build and right now it's like absolutely useless and it's scared and you don't want to spend like it's tired and it's exhausted and you don't want like you know all those things but as you this idea, exactly when you just started out the idea of, of talking to someone that you want to connect with but they don't know who you are that is kind of intimidating mm. it's it is it is I remember in January, yeah, the new year. I remember like late last year, I, my goal was to talk to um, roughly 10 women, um, not to sell them anything, but just so I, I could tell myself, 
hey, I have talked to family and I've never spoken to it. And I remember like praying that cancel on me, cancel on me, cancel on me. <laughs> it was quite exhausting. It was just like 15 minutes, but I was like, even, even before this call, I, was like, I kept checking. And she canceled, no, damn it. <laughs> Sometimes, like it's it's really exhausting. Like once they get going, it's fine. But before that, like it's not cancelled yet. Yeah, (laughs) we're gonna talk to somebody right now. (laughs) Sometimes it's intimidating. Even if you don't, even if you you don't, you have like you're not introverted or have a social anxiety thing. It's still a bit intimidating because you're like, what if they ignore me? What if they 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 mark me as spam? What what if they what if they that that just like gets at least me anxious <laughs> yeah totally and sometimes like I, and I totally am because I'm, I'm the same way I'm not gonna lie like I, I talk about this like I you know I'm a, I do it all the time and I, I mean I do but it it took me a while it was a whole it was a massive process and part of that was because yeah like I kept talking myself out of it um and the one thing that I've learned is that sometimes like the the anticipation or the how how we frame it in our minds um, makes us do things that we don't like that we think that we don't want to do. So it's almost like, yeah, the, like what I'm trying to say is that we just need to always constantly be reframing or, or put a new meaning on the things that, you know, so I know that you're like, again, like, Oh, I hope she cancels. I just don't have, but it's like, it's like, how do you, how do you refrain that in your mind to be like, again, it's kind of like the same thing when I go into a self conversation. It's like, I just want to know what this person's about. Right. And so that opens me up to being like, there's no expectation on this. I, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be salesy or, or awkward or spammy or pushy because I'm like, I just want to know what you're about. And if I can help you, awesome. If I can't, then that's also cool. Um, and so it's almost like reframing that whole, like, Oh, can I, you know, I'm tired. Can I be bothered? Like, no, to, Hey, I wonder, you know, what, you know, what, what's something that I can learn? What's something new that, you know, maybe I, I can, I can meet a new friend. Like, I'll, again, I wonder what this person's about. Like, you know, how can you almost like <laughs> rethink that? Um, and I know that it's like exhausting because I get it. I'm an introvert. So I'm like, I, you know, I, I'm, I have to almost make myself do these things <laughs> to like connect with people. <laughs> um, but it's also the work that I had to go through, right? To like break myself from that pattern of, you know, being of like talking myself out of these things, of making me building the anticipation up until it was like a lot bigger than the actual actor. Because you know, we're we're conversing now and it's totally fine, right? Like, it's, uh, like most I guess that is fine. Just before yeah. it, I'm like, whoa, alright, yeah. we're still on. Yeah. Do this. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, yeah, so it's always the anticipation. It's always it's the same with working out. Like you know, before I go for a run, I'm like, oh, I don't want to get up. I don't want to get dressed i don't want to i don't want to but then once you do that and you get out it's fine you're yeah. like oh i'm yeah. fine going on a run i've been planning to go for a run for the past four years it's not happened yet <laughs> instead i'm like you're gonna tell me i'm gonna wake up in the morning change into sport clothes climb down the stairs start running get sweaty start breathing heavy run back home climb up the stairs oh my god all oh, that work let's move on but see how the anticipation it's more the anticipation of that that's like you know it's 
building in your mind. But I, I bet you that if you just did it, like if you didn't even think about it, and you were just like, okay, I'm just gonna put the clothes on. Just get started. Like, I think I want to like <laughs> dress around. Like I'm in, <laughs> right now, I could be sleeping right now. <laughs> <laughs> always it's always the way the anticipation is always going to be um bigger in our minds than the actual thing the actual act of doing it like was the restaurant the first business you created yeah so the dessert bar um so it's called the chocolate um it's a dessert bar so i am a big the, the chocolate the chocolate oh. the chocolate 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 the chocolate yeah so um yeah, my, my boyfriend, my, he was my boy, my now husband, um, loved, you know, he was actually studying medicine at the time. Um, and he was hating it, but he loved cooking and baking. And, you know, I was like, and I love my dessert. So, you know, we were, he was like practicing, you know, just baking a lot. And, um, and then we just decided, you know, why not give it a go? Um, at the time I, like I was still working in corporate. Um, and I think I'd decided um, even even before we made the decision to actually open that business, that first business, I had decided that I that corporate wasn't going to be the thing for me. Um, I kind of was fortunate enough, you know, early on in my career to be in like um, to work on pretty big projects that you know gave me visibility of all the way up to the CEO um, of the bank. I was in the, I was working in, in an investment bank, and um, I think you know just seeing like the politicking the back channeling like or everything that happens like the person you have to become to you know to get to the, those levels I was like I just that's just not for me so I think I, I decided early on in my career that corporate wasn't going to be it you know my boyfriend then was like hating studying medicine so we're like okay well let's, let's can we, I can relate I hit yeah. my course but I just dropped out of it like bounce <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> totally totally so yeah so that's kind of how we started and then from there it's been a crazy crazy journey lots um lots of big um ups and lots of big downs lots of big downs as well um so yeah so <laughs> i don't know if there's anything specific you wanted to learn about my journey there yeah, but I like, what, what was your first e-commerce business um so it was in fashion um and so and and then right now we have fashion? one Sorry, like from desserts to fashion. Well, desserts to burgers to <laughs> to fashion, and then now to skincare. Um, so we now have a, a skincare brand um, that we're growing, and it's actually we decided to start the skincare brand um, in line with our clients um, because we were like, let's almost let's like try, test, and fail all of these, you know, new like marketing techniques um before our clients do so that we can then sort of you know obviously give them the things that work um and not the things and the things that not the things that don't um so we actually started um make it skincare for that reason um and we actually also are kind of documenting our journey through our own podcast um and so the podcast is all about um you know almost real time the things that we're we're trying and testing um and um and the, the things that we're learning, um, even the mindset, you know, um, things that issues. Norms, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Oh. So it's like, so that's kind of the we started that podcast to do that as well. So yeah. 
for the fashion um, business, the first e-commerce, how was it like growing that audience? Because you ha you had an audience for desserts, you had an audience for burgers, you had no audience for fashion. So how, how was growing that audience okay. like? It was like a massive leap. Yeah, and um, it was actually really funny because what we did um, for that business was we actually started it um, in Sydney. So when, when I was in Sydney, so we moved over to New York about 18 months ago. Um, so we actually started in Sydney and then we decided to make a move and we we're like, okay, this is going to be work. This is going to work awesome in New York, right? Um, and there was a bit of tech behind it as well. So it wasn't just, you know, a, a simple e-commerce store. It was actually, there was, um, the whole idea around it was, it was, it was going to be personal. There was going to be a heavy element of personalization to it so that you didn't have to like trawl through hundreds of pages to find the thing that you like. We would already, we would be triangulating based on like your style preferences, um, your body shape, things like that. Um, and so um, in Sydney, it was kind of a little bit easier because we had, we had friends and family that we could reach out to, colleagues, yeah. people who were in our target market that we could start to um, have tests, yeah. give feedback. Yeah. And so that was, that was going, um, that was, that was actually going pretty well. Um, and to me and then we were like, okay, well, you know, Australia's a very small market. Let's like go to the States and see if we can really build it there. Um, and so what we actually did was we, we literally hit the ground. So we were, so we were thinking that our audiences were either, um, um, going to be like college students or corporates. So we were kind of, though, though that was our hypothesis, right? They'd either be well, like sort of. Yeah, so we were like, hey, let's test it with both. So we actually went to um, Columbia campus, the NYU, and we were just like randomly, you know, and talk about the anticipation, right? Like randomly just go up to a stranger and be like, hey, we're, we're testing this thing. <laughs> like, wow. would you be happy Very to talk about it? Yeah, and, and this is what I mean, right? Like, you know, like it's, it was a big, it's a big deal to do the, the first few, but then once you kind of get into a habit, into a role with it, it's like, it's actually not that big a deal. The worst they can, they can say is, no, I don't have time. It's like, okay, cool, awesome. I had time. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so we'd, we'd, um, so we'd actually have, you know, like quite in-depth, you know, get feedback. Um, and then we did the same with sort of um, some corporate people. That one we had like a couple of people that we knew also similarly had moved from Sydney and then they put us in touch with other people and that's kind of how that community, um, that audience built up. up. But um yeah, so then we just, and then we did the same thing where we were speaking to them about you know, their problems, like, you know, and, and, and the solution and, you know, whether it would um, help solve for it. So that's kind of like, so we, we literally like hit the ground running to build our audience from that, from that perspective. Um, and then, so yeah, so that's, I mean, it's, it's, this is kind of like, I think, you know, people talk about the hustle <laughs> of like starting a new business and like, this is kind of the start. This is this is the hustle. Um, yeah. Like I wouldn't talk to anybody physically, and if I was in the school and you came to me, I would just turn around. Like, no, that's you. <laughs> no, and that's like somebody I don't know is talking to me right now, and I have to interact with you and like converse. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine having a conversation with someone. Yeah, but I think that's the thing, right? Like so many times we project our own um, our own thoughts and feelings onto everyone else, right? Like just because you feel a certain way, you therefore think that everyone else feels that way. And I think 
you know, logically, you know that that's not true, right? You know that not everyone thinks and feels. So you probably react the same way I will. Right? Like, that's the thing. We, we project our own, um, our own assumptions, our own thoughts, our own feelings onto other people. And that's not the case. We are not the center of anyone else's universe, by the way. Like, we are, you know. Um, and I think that what that means when you do that is that you're actually not serving, like, put yourself aside, but you're actually not serving them, right? Because they might really need the thing that, you're, that you have. They might really need it. But unless you actually bring in front of, like, put in front of them, they won't know that you're yeah, with any type of them. Your mind. They're not mind readers. You know all about your stuff because you're so close to it. Somebody else has no idea about the exactly. what you do. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And so by, by projecting what you think, feel, you know, say or do onto other people, you're actually, um, you're actually not serving them because you're, yeah, you're not, you're not allowing them to get the result that they're after, that you could be providing them. You're doing your best. (laughs) Now I have two questions. So so the first question is this, when you're just starting out and you don't have this detail, um, this detail specification, let's call it that, of who your target audience is, uh, you don't know, like, maybe you just know they're women and perhaps they're in this age group or maybe um, you, your business is in a localized place, so you know they're in this specific um, location. And, mm-hmm. and you, you've decided to use um, social media to sort of uh, do, the, do the initial prospecting, get some feedback and then refine that target audience a bit more. How do you do that in social media? Because let's say let's say you do it through Facebook, through groups. When you when you message someone, it's gonna go to requests, so they're not gonna see mm-hmm. it anyway. Um, same with Instagram, there unless you like comment in there. So how do you mm-hmm. do that initial prospecting when once again you're not particularly sure that this this is your particular target audience? You still have the broad idea. You want to niche it down, but you're not quite sure how. So how do you do that mm-hmm. prospecting? Yeah, so there's all sorts of ways to do it. Um, I think the, the first thing is that you want to get, um, you want to be engaging with them in some way. Um, so, for example, if we talk about Instagram, then, you know, you want to, and again, everything's built on rapport. So you want to make sure that you know a little bit about that person. So go through their feed, um, you oh. know, comment on some, and like engage with some, like, like some. And don't do that whole like, oh, just the last three posts, I'm just going to like it. And then, you know, like, you know, you want to, you want to be authentic about it. Um, and then, you know, and then from there, you know, you, you follow each other. And then once you follow each other, then, you know, like you, you go into the um, primary. Um, if, you know, people who want the shortcut way um, is that you can actually just, if you just reply to a, their story, then you go straight into their um, primary um, inbox. Um, so if you, I, 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 you, you ask them in your story? Yeah, so you just reply. So if you see their stories um, that they might have going and you actually, because you know, in, in the story, you can actually like, oh, like send a message or a response. Yeah, that goes straight into their primary. So that's a bit of a hack, um, you know, for, for Instagram. <laughs> um, and then from a Facebook perspective, it's the same thing, right? Like you're, you're in the same group, um, you know, either you comment or engage in the same post as someone else's post. Um, or you create your own post um, and you see who's engaging or commenting on that. And then you know that those are the people who are, you know, who, you know, um, 
you have a common you have you have something in common with so then um so you know again if you can you want to friend request them because when you're friends your friends you can send dms to them and they'll see it yeah. um otherwise you know an, another hack is like you actually move the conversation that you can have in the group into the dm so you actually let them know and be like um like i'd love to have a chat to you more about this um and then uh, like I'm, i'll dm you or is it okay if i did dm you, right ask them a question at least then they're looking out for it um and usually if you've had a conversation then in, in like in the group then they're happy to um have that yeah. over yeah so um so, yeah, so there's a whole host of ways that you can, you can do it um but those yeah those those, those are a couple of big ones i would say oh, second question so let's say um i have an e-commerce idea and um, you know how you had said build the audience first for my k-pop idea it's a hobby yeah um, i shall try that someday so let's say i'm in that box where i want to build an audience before i actually start the business or in yep. box two i've already uh, started the business and um i have no audience so i want to slowly grow that um how how does um how do you and how does growth boss actually help people in both boxes oh so um yeah so we actually have clients in, in both boxes um uh, so our whole so how growth boss work, growth boss works is like we have a whole like step-by-step -step structured system so everything that i've spoken to you we actually like break down into these are the types of posts that you can do this is how like literally step-by-step -step, with all the tools and templates and everything that goes along with it um and we um we span everything from yes organic outreach um but also to ads um also to things like pinterest seo um even website do, doing your website audit like it's a whole marketing it's a, your whole marketing using system that we actually um help build out but in terms of like um how we get started it's the 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 um the strategy is actually the same it's just where you are or what phase of business you're in so our whole strategy is um that there's like if you think about a funnel right top of funnel middle of funnel bottom of funnel um you know bottom of funnel is kind of like your website it's the thing that is going to actually make sales it's the thing that needs to convert people um top of funnel is like all of the channels that you can get new like new people in um and the middle of the funnel is actually where i think a lot of people don't spend a lot of time but that's where that's what we um recommend building out first and this is your your facebook group so your your tribe and also your email database um is what we what we think of, of as our as a middle funnel so we have a full strategy and structure around how to do that um and something called um the live live conversion method as well um about how you actually um go live and go live in a way that converts um people so in like in, in your group um so so we start we usually start there and it doesn't matter if you have an existing business or a new business um that's that's the place that we start and then from there we build out. So if you have an existing business, um, so you're getting maybe you're getting some traffic to your website, to your store, but you're not actually converting them, then we go, okay, let's start bottom of funnel, and then and then we build our way up. If you have a brand new business, you don't really have traffic to your store. It doesn't really make sense to focus on bottom of funnel right now. Let's start at the top and getting people in. So it's really just about going where, like, yeah, depending on where you are with your business, we'll actually um recommend where it is that you focus your efforts on in, in the first um first stage and like how how does one start that process is there like a join the group first or do like a book a complimentary call or um 
how does someone actually work with you or like yeah yeah so so you can definitely book a call with me um so you know you can email me or, or dm me and i'm happy to have a chat about what you do in more detail but um also the, the other best way because i actually go through in a lot more detail than our one hour conversation i go into a lot more detail about our strategy our strategy and i do that in a free three-day challenge um so it's called the call to converted challenge um, it's across three days and I go into a lot more depth um, about what we actually, like the strategy behind what we do. It's the, it's the, the roadmap that our growth bosses follow. So uh, I'm definitely happy to share that link um, with you as well, Abby. Um, www.thegrowthboss.com forward slash challenge. Um, but I'll, um, maybe I'll drop it in the chat. Yeah, please send me the link so I'll include it in the, in, in the description as well. Yeah, awesome. So yeah, so if people want to um, jump on there and then they get to know me a little bit better, they get to, you know, um, they, get, they get to see, I also do weekly live training. So they get to um, get a lot more knowledge um, uh, around how to build and grow their e-commerce business. Then yeah, definitely feel free to sign up for that. I, I thought of doing a, a weekly live, but I'm just going to put that down to monthly life and see how it goes from there. <laughs> weekly yeah. already sounds kind of exhausting, like every single week for how long? <laughs> rest of my life. <laughs> and that, yeah. And the great thing is it's all about baby steps, right? So, yeah. you know, start monthly, then start maybe every like bi-weekly and then maybe go weekly, whatever, you know, whatever works. Let's <laughs> no, try the monthly one. And so yeah. are there any misconceptions people have about uh, grow your audience or something like e-commerce business as you've yeah. seen. Oh, the big one is, and that's why I think I'm so passionate about this, this topic is the big one is um, that ads is going to be the silver bullet, right? Ads like people come to me and they're like, oh, I've been running ads, like, but I've, you know, I've kind of built a, like, it's kind of helped to build followers, but no conversions. And I'm like, why well, is there followers in the first place? Like, wow, who does that? <laughs> <laughs> Run a link ad and just grow your, like, a link ad that goes to your lead magnets and then put us into, like, use that start a conversation. That's not yeah. cheaper, that to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so I think, I think that's a big thing. It's kind of like people just think, you know, it's, it's easy to, to run an e-commerce business. You just, as I said, you just put up a website and run ads and well, product, money in the door. Over and over and over again. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so that's definitely the biggest misconception I think that um, I've definitely come across in this industry, mm -hmm. sure. And as, as what was the, the a misconception that you had initially that now you, you, you no longer have that view? Like, go ahead, tell us, tell us, tell yeah. us. Yeah, uh, like I think, yeah, it, it's um, definitely build it and they will come. <laughs> so I, when I started so yeah, the first business. It's a line, they will find it somehow yeah exactly exactly or like obviously my product is just amazing people are just going to magically find out about also how amazing it is and my doors are going to be broken down with all the people flooding in <laughs> so yeah i mean did you have you had a similar um similar experience as well yeah uh on the other on the other side is um i have a little social anxiety so i don't want to talk to you all the time or start talking i'm fine before we start talking i'm probably gonna like just pray cancel cancel at me 
I have started my first business and then I did not do any sales call because it's very exhausting. And mm -hmm. I, I don't really think I have the emotional uh, strength to sustain a call beyond five minutes. And even then I'll be like, okay, at some point I'll just start going, okay, okay, yes, yes. Like, <laughs> and this call. So yeah. I didn't do any of that. I had done, um, mostly use LinkedIn. That way I could okay. just like, automate it and move with my life. So, do your thing. Yeah. And but I I just like the keep up thing. I like the idea of it. It's a hobby, but I did not like consider the actual business aspect of it. Like following up people after I send a message, or if they reply, I reply like two weeks after because I'm like, ah, I have to reply to you. Ah, my head. That seriously? But then I had to realize that just because you like something as a hobby doesn't really mean you are going to commit to it as a business. And just yeah. because you're a great client, you don't automatically make you a great business owner. And yeah. just because you've interacted with several businesses and you sort of get how the business works on the other hand, doesn't mean you're capable of running an actual business with everything that feels. So I have to like calm down and like, yeah, this is not for me. It's like the humanness of it is too much. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. I, um, my own experience was more like, you know, when we opened our first business, the, the dessert bar, and it was like bricks and mortar. So we had to pay rent. We had to pay wages. Like it was, yeah. but we, you know, in the lead up, it was like, we were like, there is literally no other place that's going to be like this. Like we knew in our minds, like how good our product was. We knew how good our experience was going to be. We, we, we knew all these things. So for some reason in my mind, that translated to therefore everyone else knowing about it. Um, and so then putting in that that effort to put yourself out there to yeah. do marketing to do sales like i was like what why why like, what do you mean like how aren't people finding out about us <laughs> um you know so so i think that's definitely been my biggest misconception and and from there i mean every new business it's like going in with the mindset of like to your point right there's the business part of it that is going to be all around marketing and sales. Um, Cause if you don't do that, then you don't have a business. Like if you don't have sales, you don't have a business, right? <laughs> um, so I think that's um, like, it's, that's a, that's a big one that I don't think people realize. Like, I think they, they go into it as you, to your point, like they love hobby, they love crafting, they love whatever it is. And they just are like, well, I like it enough. So, you know, it's easy it's to sell, right? Like, yeah, it's just easy. Yeah, it's easy. And it's like, it's actually not. It's really not. Otherwise, as I said, we'd all be millionaires. We'd all be, <laughs> we'd all be rich, and that's just it's just. I'll spend the money right now. I'll just yeah. the money. <laughs> <laughs> hard to talk to. <laughs> Even though I, I prayed for it to cancel initially, like <laughs> I'll know for next time. I'll know for next time. Always cancel. You'll be happy. <laughs> Oh, is there any question I should have asked? Because I, I know we've chatted a lot and maybe there's a question that I've not asked. Is there anything um, you, you wish I had, I had touched upon? Um, no, I think we covered quite a lot, actually. Oh, awesome. <laughs> yes, you did. You did very well to, to continue to keep this conversation going. <laughs> But like, thank you, thank you for um. This was this was a fun chat. So. Yeah, it's like an hour chatting and laughing and oh, I'm yeah. good at this. <laughs> so it was so nice having you on. Thanks for coming. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs>